0: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Dee Wallace, who you know from being in the movies Cujo, Critters, The Howling, The Number One Blockbuster, E.T., The Extra Terrestrial, as well as over 250 more other TV and film credits. What you may not have known about her is that she is a spiritual dynamo, Claire Audience channel, and a person who has authored five books on the subject of self-creation. Today, we're going to talk about directing energy, knowing you are the power, claiming your desires, and more from her new book, Born. Dee, thank you so much for being on our podcast and welcome.
1: Awesome to be here. Thank you.
0: So Dee, if you don't mind, can we start with your own personal spiritual journey that led you into channeling?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. First of all, everybody channels. It's not some woo-woo thing that's far out there that people can't access. Children channel all the time. Um, You may call them imaginary friends. You may call them their their imagination. But kids don't have the veil dropped. They haven't been taught by society that it's not possible or that they can't trust what they're hearing. They just believe. And so they get all the information. So I've been channeling since I was a little girl. I would got uh, a message about When my grandma was in danger at 3 a.m. in the morning when I was eight years old, um, I would get I would hear people talking to me on the stairs that I sat on talking to my boyfriends and everything in junior high and high school. And and the voices would say, help me. And I would say And I don't know why I said this. I would say, you don't need my help. Just go home. Just go back to the light. That's all you have to do. And then I wouldn't hear the voices anymore. My father visited me as a light in my room uh, after he committed suicide. So none of this was really surprising or frightening to me. If I was doing one of my horror films, I would play those instances to serve the horror film but in real life they weren't frightening at all they were very natural for me so I put it away for a while and then I met my husband who was very involved in a philosophy called conceptology which was channeled uh, in the 30s and really was the precursor to all this stuff. So we would go down and study um, the text that was channeled and what it really meant. And that kind of opened up my channel again. And then Christopher died suddenly. And I dropped to my knees and I said to God, I don't want to be pissed off and I don't want to be a victim. I want a way we can heal ourselves. And like that, the first message came in. And that opened up everything. And I had just started an acting studio. And so I would go in and teach. And somebody would get four or five lines into a scene. And I would get all this information about where their blocks were. And what age the blocks started at. And who was responsible or that what I call the end, uh for the information. Usually it's mom and dad, sometimes it's grandparents. Uh, and it was quite miraculous. Their lives took off, their careers took off. Uh, we made all kinds of breakthroughs and, um, then their parents wanted to work with me and their friends wanted to work with me. Then I started a practice and here I am with clients all over the world.
0: Now you mentioned that people have blocks. Do you think these blocks are created in this lifetime or even possibly in a past life?
1: Past, present or future. It's all happening at the same time. Um, And By blocks, let's simplify that by saying belief systems. Uh, Like the good book says, as you believe, it is delivered to you. So if people can understand that simplicity and accept it around the creation process, it really does make creating your own life pretty simple. You choose the beliefs that will give you the life you want. Most of us have not chosen our beliefs. Most of us were given our belief systems between the ages of uh, conception to eight years old. Your brain is pretty locked in. It is locked in. Uh, Around how you see yourself and how you see yourself in the world and how the world sees you by eight years old. So whatever you were verbally taught or whatever was modeled in front of you, your brain said, "Okay, this is the way it works. This is the way it is. And you then start building your life around those beliefs, whether they serve you or not. Um I remember I can hear my grandmother saying they're the rich people we're the good people mm. right so what do I do with that when I start being a successful actress and want to make a lot of money I have to confront that belief that's not a true belief there are good people with money and there are bad people Without money. Your the money has no power. It's your consciousness that has the power. So I had to really look at what I was taught, especially after I booked ET, and go, wow. Cause I kind of went like this. And I said, no, I'm getting everything I say I'm wanting. Why am I pulling back? And that's what happens because there's part of us that wants it. And part of us, our little child that says, don't you dare, you know, you were taught that you shouldn't do that, but I want to do that. Yeah. But you're going to die if you do that, Mm -hmm. but I want to do that, but God's not going to love you. If you do that, you know, and you really have to bring all those things to up to your consciousness so that you literally can direct your brain to choose and focus on the belief systems you want.
0: I feel that we must all have a bunch of beliefs that we don't remember, but we're still following subconsciously.
1: But How do, all I, you have to do is look at your life. If your life isn't showing up the way you want it to you know that you have beliefs that are creating that. For example, I, I've done 12 films this year. I have no trouble magnetizing films to me, but TV, not so fortunate in TV. So I started looking at my beliefs. Oh, they won't let me be as creative. And They don't honor my work. I always have to audition for them. Films, they just hire me. So I started looking at all those beliefs and going, all right, well, that's not going to get me what I want. If I'm judging television, why then would I magnetize television opportunities to me? So I started really shifting my belief system. It took me a month and a half And I had two offers for television series.
0: So are you saying that the recipe for this is...
1: You have to be conscious. And you have to know that you're the God of you. So it's your responsibility. I don't care what has happened to you in the past. Your responsibility is what you do with it now. Look, I was raised in a dirt poor home. My dad was an alcoholic. He ended up committing suicide when I was in high school. You know, I can blame a lot on my childhood, but that isn't going to get me the life I want now.
0: Do you think the most limiting beliefs are around fear?
1: Well, anything you fear, you're going to feed. Anything you fear, you attract more of. Because look, this is religion. It's also spirituality. It's also brain science. They're all saying the same thing. The good book says think only on these things love, peace, joy, right? Brain science says whatever you focus on, Think about, think on. You create more of in your life. So I can when I go out and teach and speak, I'll have people come up on the stage, and I'll go, "Okay, what do you want to work on? I I don't want to worry so much about money. Good. What do you want? Well, I don't want to be afraid of that. I'm not going to have enough money. Good. What do you want? This can go on for 20 minutes until they get so upset with me that they go, I want more money. And I, that's the first time you've told me what you want. We are taught to talk about our limitations, about why we can't, and judge what we don't have in order to get it. And it doesn't work.
0: I believe that most people who are into manifesting and read books like The Secret and such ultimately want more money or more physical things like that. Money, houses, sometimes, cars, etc.
1: Sometimes they do. Is sometimes it, they want to prove to themselves that they can't get it no matter what they do. And the other thing is, guys, you can study something. I can go to ballet class for 40 years and never be a dancer. I could study acting for 40 years, never be an actor. You've got to start living what you've been studying. If you don't live it, your life doesn't change. And we've got a lot of professional studiers mm-hmm. in the spiritual you know, world.
0: So you've written five books on conscious six. Six. six now. Yeah. All born
1: right. is the sixth one. Okay. Yeah.
0: You have six books on conscious creation. Yes, sir. Is that synonymous with manifesting? Or is there something else to
1: it? Well, when you're conscious about your creation and you're conscious about creating what you want, that is manifesting. Hmm. In born. I literally write out the formula for creating anything you want in your life. Because once you know the formula, it applies to everything and anything.
0: You've helped so many people over the years. Are there certain limiting beliefs that keep showing up over and over again?
1: Oh, sure. I've I've got a list on my sheets. I think they're up to 50 now. Um, One of them is I have to give up me to take care of others. Now, almost every woman I know was taught that. I have to give up who I am. I have to give up my desires. I have to give up my career. I have to give up where I want to go to take care of my kid tonight. We are literally taught as women to give ourselves up, that there's something um, gracious and empowering about that. But for me, that is not a match to self-love. And if you really want to create what you want, the first thing you have to do is work on loving yourself more. And none of us are taught to do that. We're taught that that's blasphemous. Uh, We're taught that that's egotistical. But when you love yourself in the highest way as the God that you are over yourself, then that allows you to feed yourself so much that you have much more to give everyone else. You see, let's go back to the basics for a minute. Everything's energy. We learned that in fifth grade. There's no positive energy. There's no negative energy. Energy is neutral. Energy must be directed to take form. If you want to make ice, you have to get the ice tray, put the water in, put it in the freezer right? So you are directing the water to be frozen by putting it in the freezer. You are directing yourself to get what you want by loving yourself and being very, very crystal clear about what you want and that you deserve it. So nobody can think a thought for us, Nobody can feel a feeling for us. Nobody can hold a belief for us that we don't choose. That makes us the God of us on this plane. And like the good book says, God helps him who helps himself. And we were given free will. We were given free will to learn about our dominion over energy and its direction. But we have to accept that responsibility and vehemently practice it if our lives are going to change.
0: You said three interesting words that believing you deserve it. Why do so many people don't believe they deserve it, even especially in your profession where they have this imposter syndrome?
1: I don't think it's especially in my profession, first of all. I've been a teacher in a lot of different areas, including the public school. I see imposters everywhere. And if you don't know who you really are, and you're afraid you don't have the personal power over yourself, you will take on an imposturing vibe, So, again, anybody that was raised in any religion has been taught they don't have the power. God has the power. And yet God said, you have free will. God said, these miracles and more will you do also. So man has taken God's word and put it into a form of control over other people. According to my channel, the popes and the kings got together a long time ago and said, well, gosh, if if we let them know how much power they have in their own creation, where are we? We don't get the land. We don't get the money. So this has been set up for a long time. You know, I remember coming home from one of my uh, dance recitals. And it's the first time I had ever had a solo. And I had worked so hard on it. And I'm sitting in the back seat. My mom's driving and my aunt's in the passenger seat in the front. And I was reliving my solo and i burst out and i said oh mommy i was good i was really good wasn't i and my aunt turned around with her pointer finger and said Deanna bowers you never say you're good and if somebody else says you're good you go oh no i'm not we're all taught that how many of you listening when you were little How many of you said, you ask for everything you want. You let me know how you feel about this. You believe in yourself. You can do it. You can do anything, right? If you want to play baseball, I'll take you to play baseball. How many of us were brought up without empowerment? Not very many. Not very many.
0: That's so true. Do you think that originally stems from way back from, you know, from church?
1: A lot of it from church, a lot of it from society. It's, it's just the way we have always been taught. I mean, when I worked in Australia, they have a thing called the tall poppy syndrome where you can't grow taller than the poppy or the person next to you because you'll be judged. So what does that tell a little kid? I can only go so far. I can only be so good. I can only accomplish so much. And then I'm judged, right? And the person that's judging us the most is us. We're judging ourselves because of I, it's sins of the fathers passed down, you know. Our parents were taught it, and their parents were taught it, and their parents were taught it, you know. I was taught you only need what you need, Dee Dee. You don't need what you want. You only need what you need. And that's enough to get by. Well, you know. It took me till I was 32 years old to realize I needed to go to Hawaii once a year. I mean, but a lot of people are very happy living in that less than place. And if they are happy there and they are satisfied there and their lives are working there. That works for them. Most of us doing this work are looking for more empowerment.
0: Do you think sometimes celebrating our success as is considered as bragging and we don't celebrate it because people tell you, you need to
1: be humble? Sure. And it's BS. You know... The more joyful I am, the more I celebrate me, the more I give permission to everybody else to do the same thing. I mean, it's this is not something that like that I'm preaching. This is something that I've lived through with myself. And I've taught I I would see people in my acting studio They'd come from New York with this belief that they have, to, they have to wait tables for a long time to earn the right to be an actor. What the heck? Who taught them that? But it goes back to that little kid that says, oh, you got to work really hard. You got to work really, 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 really hard. And then maybe you can have what you want. I don't think that's what any of us want. From the time I left Kansas, and I had never been out of Kansas, and went to New York to find my fame and fortune, it was a little over five years before I started ET. That's unheard of. But I didn't have any beliefs that I couldn't go do something and do it quickly. That's one belief I was never given.
0: I guess another limiting belief is people always say, well, not always, but often say, you've got to pay your dues first.
1: Yeah, like waiting tables. Again, as you believe, it's delivered to you. If you can get that simple That runs the whole show. How do you believe? So, what are your beliefs about money? You'd be surprised. My channel says to sit down and write out everything that you were taught when you were little, verbally, or that you watched your parents do. Like, for example, my father was kind of an entrepreneur. He created the first discount house in America. They couldn't afford to buy insurance. It burned to the ground. He created a thing called the bobber, which is very uh, popular with fishermen.
0: Mm, Wow.
1: His friend stole his idea and registered it so what does that say when you hear your family talking about all those things and what happened to daddy what your brain hears is oh i accomplished something and something bad happens oh i almost get there and something bad happens that's they didn't say that to me verbally But I watched that. And then I watched both my brothers uh, repeat that very same thing in their lives. And it really doesn't take that much. But you, us, we have to take responsibility for diving in and going, okay, What's going on here? I'm not getting the body I want. I'm not getting the health I want. I'm not getting the money. I'm not getting the relationships. You know, in relationships, most of us are saying, well, I don't want a relationship like the last three I had. Mm -hmm. Where's your focus on? What you don't want. Money. I don't want to have to worry about money. I hate money. I hate the fact that I don't have money. Where's your focus on not having money? Wherever your focus and your belief system goes. And there's one other thing that's really important in manifestation, which is love. Love. Love is the most powerful creative tool we have. But people are either trying to get love or to give love. We need to be love. To literally be the frequency of love. I teach everybody to find their love place. Which is anything that you think of that automatically makes you smile and opens your heart. I go right to my little dog, Freedom. Or Hawaii, my favorite place. Or my daughter when she was a baby. Pets and animals are great love places because they're unconditional love. And... So, to drop down into your heart and really feel that love around your love place. That's what money feels like. That's what money is. That's what great relationships feel like. You want to create something in your life, you've got to love it. And I mean, from feeling it. See, we are. Electrical beings, our hearts, they measure our hearts with electrocardiograms. They measure our brains with electroencephalograms. Every thought and feeling we have shoots out an electrical signal out into the universe, which is, guess what? Electromagnetic. So positive or negative, the universe doesn't judge. You shoot out that signal. The universe goes, I got to find a match. I got to find a match. Boom. And it's sent back to you. So if you keep thinking the same thoughts, you're going to keep living the same life.
0: Do we have to constantly keep creating? Or if we take our foot off, we take our foot off the gas, it stops.
1: Because... This moment right now is where you're creating everything in the future. Is there? So, if I keep creating in every moment, then my life unfolds in that creation every moment.
0: Do you think that there is a time limit on when it comes to reality from the creation? It depends on
1: your belief system. There is not a right time to get what you want. See, that's a belief. That's that's a a convenient belief that allows us to not get a lot of what we want right now. But you see, our job, this is another big thing. Most people, when they go into the creation process, go into it with an agenda. You can't do that. You know what you want and you feel love around it. And you go, okay, universe, bring it on. That's your job. The universe will create it better and more incredibly than you can ever imagine your job is to just feel love and be very clear around what you want
0: have you ever published that list of limiting beliefs in any of your books just to help no. us stimulate our minds on what we No may be- I have
1: not no for me to publish all those beliefs people wouldn't know what to do with them They wouldn't know how to use them. They wouldn't. There's a also, you see, you have to always ask for the highest understanding. A belief may mean something for one person and something different for another. I also always test, are those the highest words? We might be changing a word. In one of the beliefs. So I, I don't think it would serve people. When people come to do my weekend training, uh, those people get a list of the sheets hmm. because they're trained how to use them.
0: Can you give us an example of your most um, profound thing that you personally have consciously created?
1: My daughter. I had six specialists that tell me I would never have a baby. And I said, thanks for sharing. God and I have a different plan. And I started visualizing her and feeling her and loving her. And it was an interesting journey. Um, I was sent to an acupuncturist. Well, first of all, all six specialists just told me I'd never have a baby. They couldn't really tell me why. So then I got a film in Australia. And in Australia, one of their specialties is fertility. And my handler, the girl that took care of me there, was telling me about this. And she said, I happened to know the head of the fertility clinic. So secretly on my day off, we went to see him. He did a test and found out that I had a very large fibroid tumor that was shutting off both my fallopian tubes. Now, don't you think one of those specialists would have done that? Yeah. So. God works in mysterious ways. I had to get a movie to go to Australia to find out where what it was. I came back. My doctor sent me to an acupuncturist. I worked with him for a year. He shrunk the tumor. It took me six years over a period of everything to get pregnant. Finally shrunk the tumor, got pregnant had this beautiful little baby girl who's now my best friend. And by that time, they had developed uh, the laparoscopy so they could go in through my belly button and take out the whole fibroid tumor, which two years previously, I would have been laid up for probably eight months. So, you see, the universe worked it out. I just kept loving that baby. I've created three television series that, that way. I created ET that way. I didn't even audition for ET. Hmm. I mean, I'm. 74 years old. Most people in my business say, oh, older women, they don't work, you know, if they're lucky. If I have no belief system around that. I have 12 films coming out. So again, if you want to mine the goals for yourself, sit down. And make a list of, this is what I was taught about money. And then on a list next to it, go, I am creating and write the opposite positive. Like, I was taught that money's the root of all evil. I am creating that the more money I make, the more I bless the world. However you want to say it the words aren't that important as long as they're all positive. And anything after you say after I am is a direction to your energy in any so if you get up in the morning and you say oh my god I'm so tired you will get more tired.
0: But is that enough to actually change those wrong beliefs?
1: Well, it has been in my life. That's all I can tell you. Has been in my client's life. But you have to be consistent. Whenever you feel yourself going down into the toilet, and I do self-talk, I go, all right, Deanna, that belief, that took you right into the toilet. And there's a lot of crap in that toilet already. So do you want to flush yourself down or do you want to hop out? And choose a belief that's going to give you what. By that time, I'm laughing. And what laughter does is it allows you to disengage so that you can stand back and be the observer of you and pick a belief that's going to give you what you want.
0: In researching you, I saw that you talk about we need to get back home. What is home and how do we get back there?
1: Well, did you ever see a little film called E.T.? Yep. <laughs> no uh no accident that I attracted that film into my life because literally it's what I teach. The home of you is the happiness of you, the peace of you. Um Hold on, I got to pick up my pencil and my workbook. There's another the love of you. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the most important. I I just get up every day and and say my intention and directing your day is another invaluable tool, guys. To direct literally direct the energy of your day. And I get up every day and say, my intention today is to be love, to send out love wherever I can and to magnetize love to me from anywhere and anybody. Today, I know and I am clear. Today, my body resonates with health and wellness. Today, I attract great opportunities and great money to me because I know that I can help my family and my friends and the charities that I work for. The more I have, the more I have to give. Direct your day. I don't get on a plane without saying For everybody riding in this plane, working the plane, driving the plane, directing the plane from anywhere in any way for the plane itself and the very air we fly through, I am divine love. And do you know, I have traveled the world without incident. It's, it's crazy as much as I travel. I probably fly twice a month on average.
0: You said that you consciously created yourself into the part in ET. Do you mean you were looking for a film that was spiritual in nature or what?
1: No, I didn't use those words. I said, uh, I'm attracting to me, and I'm in harmony with, I'm in love with a movie with big people and a great script and a great part uh, that I can participate in that that makes a statement in the world. Now, that could have been a horror film, like Cujo. That could have been E.T.,
0: if you don't mind answering sure. this, sure, what are you consciously creating currently right now Mm-hmm.
1: uh right now, I'm really working on uh minor health issues uh my channel has told me that health is kind of like the final frontier that those of us that know how to create oh wait they're They're going to give me some information right now. Hold on. Let me get my sheets here. Uh, We're taught. Okay, shut up, they're saying. This is the highest belief around that's thwarting our power over uh, creating our own health and wellness, physically and mentally sheets book song movie we're going to a play we're going to hamilton yeah see it's the the oh that's my big yes i don't know if you can see it but um we're going to the song in hamilton the room where it happened and he's singing i wish i would have been in the room where it happened, the room where it happened. We are the room. We are the room that creates our own health and wellness, that creates our money, that creates our happiness, that creates our relationships. It all has to start here. So we... I'm just going to do it for everybody listening and watching right now. On behalf of everyone who wants to participate in this claim, we are claiming I am the God and creator of me in my health and wellness right now. So it is. Is there anything higher? There's nothing higher. Once we know that, see, I know that about money now. Uh, One of my former assistants and I were talking the other day and she said, Dee, you remember when we would go into your PayPal and go, Come on, we can get it to two. We can get it to 2,000. We can, we can get it. Well, now it's in the thousands and thousands and money just falls into my life. And it's not because I'm an actor. See, that's, everybody wants to go, yeah, well, you're Dee Wallace. No, you see, that's how you give yourself an out about not taking responsibility for you. Now, of course you have to take action in your life. So if you're sitting in your house and you're spending more money and putting more money on your charge cards than you're making, you are choosing to keep yourself in the limiting belief that you never have enough. If you want to know you have enough, you have to create the experience of having enough, which is mean, means being responsible with your money. One of the girls at the convention I was just at in London said, my God, Dee, how do you keep your figure how, You know, how do you keep your weight down? I said, all right, I'm going to say this to you with love because I've been with you for two days. I don't eat donuts at every breakfast. I don't eat bread with every dinner. I don't eat pasta with lots of cheese on it. I don't eat a whole pizza. Do I have some of those things some of the time? You bet. But you're choosing things that are going to keep the weight on you. So the next time you go reach for that chocolate chip cookie, go, okay, is this going to give me the body I want?
0: Do you believe consciousness is separate from the body in a dual system? Or do you think the body is a manifestation of consciousness in this realm?
1: Body is a manifestation. Everything, everything happens in your energy first. If you don't address it in your energy, it will show up in your body because that's where it's going to get your attention. So if you're angry and you're not dealing with your anger and you get cancer, trust me, you'll start dealing with your anger. It will humble you. But what was the very first part of that question? Because I got a hit from that. Do you remember?
0: I said, uh, "Do you believe that your consciousness is separate from your okay, body?" Okay,
1: stop there. Stop there. They—they don't—they want to lose your body. They just want to take. Do you believe your consciousness is separate? Oh. No. And that's that's where a lot of people are falling out. They think that their consciousness is up here. And their consciousness is in here. Let me tell you, if you really want to know the truth about something, go to your heart fall into your heart, feel love, and go, what's the highest thing I can know here? And then tell your brain to create that. We're taught to not go to our brain, but go to our mind. And our mind is created to doubt, to question, to wonder if we know. And you want to know that you know. That's what gives you power, right? If I walked into Steven Spielberg's office and went, you know, I don't know if I'm an actor, Mr. Spielberg, but could I I star in your next big film? Well, the universe works the same way. The universe is waiting for you. And as soon as you're clear and powerful and know, the universe will deliver. I absolutely guarantee you. Wrote it all out in Born. But you have to do what what is written out. You have to choose love. You have to be clear about what you want. You have to say exactly what you want. I mean, you know, think of a little kid at Christmas. He'll tell you exactly what he wants for Christmas. So that you know what to get him. Well, the universe is looking at you as the little kid and saying, What do you want, baby? I want to get it for you. What do you want?
0: Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by having a love affair with the universe? Or is that? You
1: bet. The more you do this work, the more you realize that you're in this beautiful partnership this beautiful partnership with all the energy of the universe. And it's, yeah, it's a love affair. It's a friendship. It's, um. see, I trust the universe. I really trust the universe mm-hmm. to hear me, to deliver for me, and the more consistently you do this work, the more manifestation you see without an agenda. And then the more you just let go and trust.
0: Do you feel like you submit to the universe and let in letting go and what you What do you want? mean
1: by submit?
0: I think it's the kind of the same way as letting go. You just stop trying to force things to happen. And
1: oh, just, you can't. Yeah. Forcing things is having an agenda. That never works. That pushes them away. But I don't think that I am less than the universe. I think I am the universe and the universe is me.
0: What do you think about just looking around in our environment and looking at the trees and the leaves and the blade of blades of grass and animals and just acknowledging that there is so much abundance out there that we should realize that the abundance is there for us too, if we just reach for it.
1: Sure. I mean, that takes you into this state of love and gratitude, but you still have to ask for what you want, Yeah, you know, and we all know what we want guys. We all want health. We all want wealth. Yes, you do. We all want great relationships. At work, at home, in our friendships, we, we want great health. We know what we want. It's, it's, it ain't the cure for cancer, you know. One of my favorite lines is God created the world in seven days. How hard could it be? <laughs>
0: Now that E.T. has been out for 40 years, what are your your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, My thoughts on that are I know how many lives that film has changed for the better. Um, I think it was a channeled film that came through Melissa Matheson. And Spielberg was chosen because... It was at that time in his career when it could have reached the most people. And um, I truly believe it's our Wizard of Oz. It's going to go on forever because it's the truth. If you keep your heart open, keep your heart light on, right? You don't judge. You know exactly what you want which for ET was to get home. You trust the friends that you've made in the universe to help you bring the pieces of the puzzle together so you can do that. You ultimately get back home to the home of you. You have to.
0: What's interesting is I've done over 300 near-death experience interviews, and most of them Usually say that when they're on the other side,
1: they're home. Yeah. They're at peace. There's, but we can be at peace here. We don't have to die to feel that friendship and that oneness with the universe.
0: All right. Do you also have a children's book called Bubbalapalu? Yeah. Can you tell us what that's about?
1: Yes, Uh, it's the first in a series of children's books uh, that teach these principles of creation through a little bear named Bapalapaloo. Because, again, a child's brain is totally formed by the age of eight years old. So the first book teaches the principle of defining yourself. The little boy says, well, daddy says, I'm not old enough. And grandma says, I'm not tall enough. And mommy says, I'm not a good friend. And Papa says, well, you haven't asked the most important person, you. Mm -hmm. Who do you think you are? Who do you want to be? And however we define ourselves is a direction to the energy. Mm. So it's it's near and dear to my heart to get this information out to children while they're young enough to powerfully form their brains around the truth of their own empowerment. And yeah. I've... I've had emails from parents going, Dee, I want to thank you for Bapalopaloo because it taught me as well as my son or my daughter.
0: I was kind of, you know, thinking that you should write a book about parenting, but basically that kind of is.
1: Uh yes, but that wouldn't be a bad idea. You have no idea what your children are picking up from you. You really need to be more conscious. I mean, I certainly was not the perfect parent, but I was teaching all this uh, as I was raising my daughter. And I went out of my way to always ask her opinion, even when she was six, seven, eight years old. If there was a problem in with a teacher, I took her with me and I would say, all right, let's ask the teacher his perspective about what's going on. And then I would turn to Gabrielle and go, and what do you think, Gabrielle, what are your problems here? Why do you think you're acting out? And I would then say, so do you hear what your teacher's saying? And I would look at him and go, do you hear what my daughter's saying? So she could learn that what she had to say was important, that she was important. And that also you can sit down with people and God knows we need it in today's world. You can sit down with people who are looking at things in an opposite perspective of yours and communicate with them and have a civil conversation and work things out. We seem to have, many of us, seem to have lost that great capability.
0: In all of your movies, which one was your favorite? Could you? Why is that?
1: You know, I just feel like it asked me to go further than I knew I could go, and that I went there as truthfully as I could. I'm extremely proud of my work in in that film. Of course, Is it the same kind of film as E.T.? No, not at all. But Cujo is a testament for me to a mother's love and what she would do for her child. That's what that movie's about for me.
0: Was that a direction that you gave yourself or the director gave you that?
1: No, no, that's just a channeling. That's just a knowing. And, you know, I wasn't consciously basing it on my mom. But I had a mom that through all kinds of traumas and challenges, she was there for her kids. And she raised three strong, independent, successful children with her love.
0: All right, here's a question for you and the channel. Why do we keep reincarnating and coming back over and over again?
1: (laughs) That's your highest answer? Because we get off on it. Mm. We like it. We like to come back. Oh, and they're showing me that John Travolta movie. Oh, what's the name of it? Michael. He, what
0: the one where he's an angel, Michael? Yes.
1: And he comes back to Earth, and he gets to eat all the crap and everything, and yeah, it's it's a different experience than just hanging out energetically, but. It's a more powerful experience if you know that you're a part of that energy when you come back into embodiment and that you work with the energy of you, which is the energy of the one consciously on this plane. That's really why we're here, I believe.
0: The unfortunate part and my opinion is we forget about the other side. Sure. And then we kind of get
1: stuck here and into trouble. Well you do or you don't. So I don't feel like I'm stuck here.
0: Now, stuck really wasn't maybe the right word. Maybe
1: we a get lot of stuck people in do,
0: problems. A, so.
1: a lot of people do though. Um, you know how my channel explained it to me is we all choose our parents. We choose the families we're born into or aborted from, and we choose it to learn a soul lesson that is going to expand us. So most of us choose families who are going to teach us what we don't want so my family whom I love beyond words taught me that having a lot of money wasn't good that you weren't loved that God didn't love you that you were judged right so that I could teach myself later, that's not true. That's not what I want. Thank you, family, for teaching me that so I can then choose the positive of what I want to create. Thank you, D, for choosing the family that taught you that so that you could learn this now to teach everybody else.
0: D, we're running out of time, so... Before we go, I want to let people know about your website and where to get your books.
1: Okay, you can get all my books on Amazon. Uh, you can write me at my website, d at imdwallis.com. Uh, if you want to get a copy of Born or Bright Light or Conscience Creation, I, it has a little place where you can... Uh, Tell me how you would like me to inscribe it for you and I'll personalize it for you and sign it and we'll mail it out to you. Or you can just order them on Amazon. But trust me, if you follow what I wrote in Born, your lives will change for the better.
0: Do you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about?
1: Well, I'm in discussions with some people to create Bupalapaloo as a children's series.
0: Hmm, Great.
1: Which just makes my heart sing. Um, I'm getting ready to go off to do another film. Uh, I I have just a lot of little creative things in in the works.
0: All right, Dee. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one more positive message?
1: Love yourself. That's the biggest message I can give you. Just get up every morning and go today. I choose to love myself more and more and more and more. I have on my website. Love yourself so much. That you can't do anything. It keeps you from loving yourself more.
0: That's a great message. Thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you and I wish you you the best.
1: Thank you. And to you and to all your listeners. Thank you.
0: Thank you.